Welcome to another episode of Debt Review with Dummies. And by dummies, we refer to your hosts. I am Corey, the dummiest dummy. And I'm Zach. I'm so dumb that for about two years, I thought the Harlem Shake was a drink. <laughs> Zach, what is Debt Review with Dummies all about? Well, listener, if you've come here and you expect for us to talk about debt review and how wonderful it is, you're in the right place. That's exactly what we do. We like to uh, speak to people who are going through the debt review process, find out what that's like, and also talk to debt counselors to see what happens behind this, the scenes while that is going on. It gives us a balanced view of how to deal with your debt and if the debt review process is perhaps right for you. So, Corey... Uh, who's, uh, who's our sponsor this, this episode? Zach, thanks. Yeah, it is Debt Therapy. We uh, thank them very much for sponsoring this episode. And uh, we'll hear about uh, them a little bit later in the episode. We'll speak to Riney. Um, but yeah, Debt Therapy has been a great sponsor and a great friend to Debt Review with Dummies. Yeah, in fact, one of our, uh, our guests today is a client of Debt Therapy, that's how we've managed to bump into each other, and we're looking forward to that conversation. But before we get there, Corey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, take us back in time. I mean, you've been a debt counselor for a long time. Why did you Why did you get into debt counseling? Yeah, Zach, geez, um takes me back a long time. It was about 2008. I was working for a, a company that wanted to expand, and uh, debt review was one of the expansions, and they sent me for the DC course. Uh, we still did it in five days where you did the course in four days and you wrote your exam on the fifth. Um, and that was 2008, first uh, of September. And I registered in February of 2009 as a debt counselor. Um, you know, those days we, we didn't know much and you had to teach yourself how to become or how to do debt counseling, you know, so we've seen a lot of things, but yeah, that's my experience. Uh, it's, it's been a long time and I th- we've, we've learned a lot in the last few years. How about yourself, Zach? Um, I got a phone call from my partner, business partner. Said, hey, I'm doing this debt counseling course. It was fun today. Don't you want to come and join? So I was like, when? He said, well, come tomorrow. So off I went. I went and joined the course on the second day. Uh, did the next three days. And then, of course, like you said, the last day was was the exam. Didn't know what I was really diving into at the time, but had the understanding that this was an opportunity where we could help people. And at that time, there were a number of people going through a very tough time uh, and thought, well, at least I can help those people, you know, and had particular people in mind. But of course, registering with the NCR in those days took a while. Do you remember? It took like, it took a while. eh? Yeah, we had to be patient while we waited for the registration. And um, I think then when we started in the industry, uh, it was a fine opportunity to to get to assist people. It uh, it presented us with, I mean, it opened doors for us. We had no idea how tough people had it until we started to talk to people and started to assist them. And then suddenly you realized, well, this debt epidemic is just everywhere. And it's like a, a, a light bulb turned on for us. And then we, of course, started to look for ways to expand and help more people. But it was great. Um, being a debt counselor can be very rewarding. It's a tough job, but it can be very rewarding. It's unfortunately a very complicated job too. Hey, Corey, wouldn't you agree? Not very straightforward. Mm. 
No, I agree, Zach. It, uh, it's not easy. Uh, it's a really, really difficult job. And I, for me, personally, I got very um, involved in my consumers' lives. It, it, it touched me because I, I was very sensitive to what they were going through. Um, and I think I, it was very, very difficult to, to separate business and life. So for me, it was very, very tough. Uh, it was a difficult transition for me. And I think that I took it too personal and it was just, it was stressful. It was really, really stressful. Um, I remember I, I wrote the, the, um, with, we were quite a few people in the, in the class who did the course. And uh, one of the ladies who did it with me was an advocate. It was, uh, one of my boss's, um, family members. She was an advocate. And the two of us actually took our applications to the NCR. Um, to register. We actually sat in their offices, yeah, and we gave them the documents in their hands and said, yeah, please register us as a debt counselor. And it still took, it still took about four or five months for us to register. It took them so long because they had to do your police clearance, you know, so uh, they were like, how dodgy is this guy? No, but Corey, absolutely. I think one of the things that most new debt counselors struggle to do is go to sleep at night, knowing about all the debt problems and the the math that runs through your head when you're trying to go to sleep and instead you're thinking about what kind of percentage you could get that car on and how that would affect the cascade of payments. And Yeah, it's tricky. But like we said, it's rewarding to get to help people because you're in a position to do what those people can't do by themselves. So it's an, it's an amazing process. And we're going to talk to someone who's been in that process now and uh, check in on how things are going. Hey, so today we've got a, a guest from a Debt Therapy, one of Debt Therapy's clients, our sponsor, um, Mrs. S. Thank you very much for joining us today's podcast. Um, can you tell us about yourself? Who is Mrs. S? Ooh, okay, so how do I answer that? <laughs> There's a million different ways you can explain yourself. Um, I won't call myself average. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain who I am, though. I'm a South African citizen, though. Um, I've been working for the last nine years, and that's about what I can say. Okay, tell us about where you're from, um, what line of work you're in. Um, maybe just give us a okay, background so about yourself. I'm in, okay, I'm in the motor industry. I have been for the last nine years. That's where I started working, and I've just never gotten myself to get out of it. Um, I'm from Johannesburg. I've been here... Uh, I've been born in Johannesburg and I haven't left the city yet. And I can only presume the motor industry has had some tough times uh, due to COVID. Oh, you have no idea, eh? <laughs> You've got finance. no idea. <laughs> this is one of the most difficult industries to be in, actually, my honest opinion. Yeah, no, I believe it. Um, Mrs. S, maybe what we can do, tell us a little bit, take us back in time a little while ago to when things were starting to get tough. So maybe tell us when things were fine and then things started to get tough. What what kind of changed? How did things progress that you found yourself under a bit of financial strain? Okay, so when it comes to debt and making debt, you don't really think long-term about it. You think about what you're earning now and that's what you're going to most probably earn or it will just go up. Um, in my case, it wasn't like that um, because I moved from the one workshop to the other. Uh, my salary changed. I was on a commission, commission structure. Um, by that time already, I've had a loan for, what, two years. 
for the two years I could maintain it, but the the pressure on me just became more and more and more. And until and you get to the uh, point where where now you uh, you're feeling severe strain, right? And was that the the primary debt? Were there other smaller debts that you had, maybe overdrafts or credit cards or uh, clothing accounts, things like that? No, no, no. Clothing. Um. Well, I had clothing, but those accounts were closed a long time ago. Um, I'm talking about my initial debt that I took out with the bank um, that put a lot of strain under me. But um, I must say, since I've, I've been over the uh, to the to debt review, um, it has changed things in uh, the, the the prospect of I don't have the pressure on me like I used to um, due to the amount I had to repay interest rates that just went up without you knowing about it. Um, even though I might be strained a little bit in uh, going into new debt, um, I don't have the stress I used to, and also it is giving me another perspective over debt um, than I than what I used to have in the past. You had a bit of a special circumstance, Mr. S, where someone promised you something uh, to get you out of debt. Um, can you tell us what happened there? Oof, yeah, <laughs> because I was starting to think maybe um, you know if I just push through another year, I would be okay and I'll, you know, I'll be able to buy a car again maybe, but then again, my debt is just going to start all over again. But I wasn't thinking about that at that point in time. Um, I got a call that they could remove me from debt review. Um, I actually fell for what they sold to me. Um, I made a payment, but um, then I started corresponding with you guys, asking you to please just take my papers over, not knowing that they would have charged me um, just to come back to me and tell me, but they couldn't get it done. Yeah, that's that's quite a, a scary thing. And, and and it wasn't small money. I mean, it's two thousand a month that reoccurs. Yeah, yeah. So they and when they actually, where I actually really believe that they were scalum, that it's not possible. Is okay. They didn't refund me the full amount I paid, but um, they said no, it's fine. We'll leave it, and they paid me half of the money that I've already paid to them. That already told me, no, something's not right here. So they're either scared or, yeah. Yeah. Well, can we go back in time? <laughs> That's a big giveaway. <laughs> Let's go back in time to when you were experiencing that debt stress and you made a decision to look into debt review. Did you know about debt review? Had you heard about debt review before? Um, not really. When I was younger, um. My father's uncle advised that um, going under something like this uh, is not a very good idea. But then again, that was years ago. But I never really knew about debt review. It was more, um, I can't remember the word. But no, before this, I haven't heard about debt review. So how did you come about uh, finding your debt counselor in the first place? Did you do a bit of research on debt counselling and then approach someone or someone approach you? Can you tell us that? My, my mom basically, um, my mom is actually the one who did the research because she knew what struggles I was in. Um, she came with uh, the, 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 the current debt counselor that I am using. She gave me the details. I phoned in and ever since then, the correspondence, everything was false from the beginning, even though it goes over to a new person as it um, progresses uh, in the steps you guys need to follow, the response was always there. Well, my mom suggested you guys because one of her friends uh, basically 
went through you guys and she's clean from date now. And even though she's clean, she is able to take date out again though. And that's something I was always afraid of uh, when my mom, the first time told me about the date review is not getting my name clean afterwards. So that, that is where I stopped and I was like, okay, but if she went through it and her name is clean, then I can do it as well. Yeah. It's one of the great benefits of date review. And, and once you, started the process how did you feel what was what was that feeling when you started were you still nervous or did you suddenly feel like hey i'm being proactive i feel good now um tell us about the first like week or two when you started the process how did you feel i was hyperactive i even took off that afternoon to get the paper signed so that i can get it through as soon as possible believe it or not i took off that afternoon so that i can get it signed go through the contract everything make sure everything is in order um, and then, then I sent it through. I was calm about the decision I've made. I was calm about the company I chose. Was there a significant saving for you in terms of what you were paying for your debt before? And then once you applied for debt review, could you, can you remember what the saving was and how much you were paying compared to what you're paying under debt review? I was paying 13,000 rand a month. My saving is 10,000 rand a month. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah, it's a big saving. I'm saying like I can pay school fees, I can pay my my way ahead without, and and then I still have money left. Honestly, as I'm speaking to you guys now, every month there's money I put aside that I don't even touch. Yeah, which is very wise. Well done on doing that because unexpected things come along. So that's great that you're doing. <laughs> I must say that's really impressive, and it's yeah. a compliment to your debt counselor first of all, but also a compliment to the credit provider who comes along and says, okay, well, let's let's make this more manageable for you. So that's actually great. Um, of course, no process is clean sailing, you know, smooth sailing without any hiccups. You mentioned things can get tight. Um, what are the most challenging things about being under debt review? The only most challenging thing is, look, I am privileged in, um, in the regard that I don't have a car that I'm paying off currently. Um, but I actually have a company car given to me. Um, but if it wasn't for the company I'm at, and I don't know how I'll be able to buy a vehicle, and I suppose that's why I started saving up the money, some of the money that I'm saving per month, in case you know the situation does come up where I need to make a plan to get somewhere or whatever the case might be. Yeah, I think you kind of answered my question already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So, um, if anything, what did debt review teach you? Not to make debt that you're not sure you can afford. Um, for me, honestly, it's just about managing my money correctly. If I manage it correctly, every month I'll even have money left. Yeah, that's very good advice. If if I'm if I'm someone who's listening to the podcast today and I'm thinking, yo, I've got some money trouble, I'm feeling the pressure, I'm struggling to sleep at night because I'm worried about am I going to be able to make those payments at the end of the month? What's going to happen if I miss those payments? Um, what do you say to someone that's kind of in a situation like that? Do you have any advice for people like that? Yes. Look, I know that the idea of not being able to make debt again um, might scare you when you look at what a vehicle costs you now, or even just putting down a deposit on purchasing a house rather than renting. Um I know what that feels like, but if you look at my situation, I've been in this now longer than well a year basically. I would say it's the best thing that happened to me because not only am I is the pressure relieved from me, but I have managed to learn how to work with my money. I think that's the biggest thing you need to think of. And once you go a path, you get used to it. It's like a habit. 
you won't easily get out of it. But if you look at the debt I made and how constantly I made debt, um, you would never think that I'll be able to get out of that um, habit. But I'm in a habit now where I don't think I'll make debt again. I'd rather save up for two years and then buy what I need. Mrs. S, um, can we just go back to that uh, company that promised you to get you out of debt? Was it someone that said to you, look, we can clear your name from debt review while you're in debt review? Yes. Yes, it was. And then they charged you a certain fee that they wanted you to pay to get you out of this process, out of the debt review process. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so we'll we'll chat to your debt counselor about that. I know there's quite a few debt counselors that's very passionate about that. Uh, you know, there's there's only two ways of getting out of debt review. It's either you settle your debt or you get declared not over indebted by a court. So, um, you know, if there's one thing I've learned from your story is that saving is important. You know, quite a few people don't save. Many South Africans don't save. And I think that is very, very important. And well done to you for saving every month. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm a woman, so saving applies is almost merely impossible. But yet, yeah, with everything I've been going through and where everything brought me, and with the, uh, uh, the, the, the debt review, um, I still get to do my nails and my hair and everything I, you know, always wanted to do and have done in the past. Nothing has changed in that regard. Yeah, that's great. A debt review, really, if if it's the right product for you, if it's the right service for you, it can really just improve things so drastically. Like your situation, while wow, I still can't get over the, the change in those repayments. Obviously, you're repaying that over a longer time period now, which makes sense, but um, so much more manageable. So well done. Well done to you on sticking with the process, even through some trickiness, and some some tough times there, but also well done on, on being proactive about getting rid of your debt. Well done. So that was great. And I was thinking, Corey, you know, we asked, uh, what would you say to someone in debt review? What what would you say to someone who's experiencing debt problems? They may be thinking about debt review or trying to find a solution. What do you say when you bump into people now that are facing that or maybe people you know? Yeah, Zach, um, it's interesting. You know, uh, I still think they need to go talk to a debt counselor, you know, not necessarily to be placed under debt review. But let them look at your circumstances. They can tell you where to actually pay a little bit more to settle your debt earlier. In, you know, just by paying the high interest things off like that. And uh, what I always tell consumers now is when they buy new stuff, fight for the interest rate. Don't just accept the interest rate that you get on your contract because the banks will obviously try and get you the highest interest rate from the beginning. Go and check if you can get it lower. Don't just accept it. You know, I think we are sometimes, especially when we buy cars and we buy houses, we we just too accepting of taking it, taking that credit. So I would say, number one, when you buy new things, you know, look at the interest rates. See if you can get that interest rate as low as possible, especially with the interest going up. You know, it's always get good to get them lower. Consider a fixed interest rate on a vehicle or a bond because it might be a little bit higher now, but in the long run, it could save you a lot of money. And the third one is if you really are struggling, go get to a debt counselor, let them help you with the budget. Let them have a look at your circumstances. That's what I would say to a, a, the consumer that's struggling with uh, over indebtedness. How about yourself, Zach? What would you say? Yeah. When it comes back to that budget thing, I think 
That's something that a lot of people don't realize that you can actually just go to their accounts and say, well, listen, how am I meant to be spending my money? Tell me. Um, having someone else from the outside look in at what you're doing with your money is, <laughs> it can be scary, of course, but uh, they'll ask you questions that you just haven't asked yourself. For instance, if you ask someone, how much debt do you have? What is the number? A lot of us don't actually know. But that's that's what that's the conversation you have with the debt counselor. They say, give me that. Give me the interest rates. Tell me. Let's find these things out so that you know what to prioritize. But if you have a debt problem these days, and I meet people, I say, look, your response has to be proportionate to the amount of trouble you're in. If you're in a little bit of trouble, you're able to make little changes. If you're in a lot of trouble, well, then you need to make some very big, significant changes. Um, and it's just to figure out, like, where are you in that scale of how serious is it? Um, and unfortunately, a lot of us are very optimistic about the future. We think that somehow things are just going to work out. But we don't often put a plan in place to do that. And I think that's one of the nice things that debt review really does is it forces you to look at what is the plan. So I always say figure out how much debt you got and figure out, you know, what kind of level of response you need to take personally to deal with that debt. Another thing I wanted to mention, Zach, is, you know, people are reluctant to go talk to a debt counselor because they think they're going to get judged. That's how South Africans are. We very, you know, we we walk it off, walk it off. You know, you're not allowed to to sit in the corner and cry. But what we need to do is we need to trust that the debt counselors there, and that's what they do on a daily. They see these things and they don't judge because that is their job. That is they're there to help you. And the satisfaction a debt counselor get when you come back and you, you say, I can actually sleep tonight. I can actually go to bed. Of last night, I had the best sleep in 10 years. That type of thing. That's what debt counselors live for. So, yeah, I would say just go and talk to them. Don't don't fear. There is no judgment there because that's what they deal with on a daily basis. And listen, you you want to talk to a debt counselor? We can do that right now. I got one right here. Let's do it. His name is Ryan. Let, let's get a hold of him right now. All right. So let's let's yes. introduce Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah Reinhardt. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh, picking your mind for some wisdom here. You know, us dummies, we don't really know too much, but I'm, I'm sure you're going to help educate us now because you fancy, man. You're the president of the CASA. You, uh, you're the state councillor who's been around for years. You're going to tell us lots. Welcome, Rainy. Rainy, thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just spoken to Mrs. S, but before we get to her story, um, kind of give us a background about uh, who is Rainy again and uh, how what is it like being a debt counselor in South Africa these days? All right. Uh, well, my name is uh, Rainer Pettenberger. I mean, I've, I've been a debt counselor since 2007. In fact, I actually started my company before debt counseling existed. And uh, I was originally working in the UK and I wanted to come back to South Africa and bring up my children here. And at the time, our economy was pretty was looking heading in the right direction, and uh, but we can't say that uh, 19 years later. But at the time, everything made sense to and why I wanted to come back. Uh, how I fell into debt counseling is basically I've always worked in finance, but uh, I've always worked on the other side. I used to work for the banks. I mean, Citibank was uh, the last last lot I sort of worked for, and I was in the Channel Islands and Southern and Southern Ireland. 
So but when I came back here, I said I'd rather do something else. There, there are always people that are struggling in debt. And so I, I thought of starting a debt management company and how to help people. So and when that all started, I mean obviously debt counseling wasn't wasn't in existence at that stage. But uh, I saw some great successes in the early days. And obviously, everything moved on to debt counseling, which has become more regulated. But one of the problems when everything becomes regulated and you have those things, it's great. Um, but you also have a lot of people that suddenly will want to jump in on the bandwagon. So there are a lot of rogue debt counselors that have cropped up over the years. But uh, I'm sure you're going to ask me about those at some point, and I'll sort of elaborate a little bit on that. But uh, in general, I enjoy being a debt counselor. Uh, it's nice. Uh, looking after people uh, and getting them out of debt. Uh, the most important thing, obviously, being a debt counselor is you need to have uh, that faith from your client. And the pro- problem is it's a long it's a long commitment. What what you need is uh, the client needs to know that from day one. It's, it's not a, a quick fix. Uh, they're going to commit to this uh, program for three to five years, in some cases even longer. But uh, And they need to make their monthly installments. So And as long as that moves up, goes uh, smoothly and we have everything in place then uh, within that period the client will receive a clearance certificate there's nothing better than giving a client the clearance certificate and knowing that the client is now debt free when only so so many i think less than one percent of the world's population can turn around and say i'm debt free i mean in reality so yeah that's pretty much why i do it and i enjoy it and you uh, made a significant impact on Mrs. S's situation. My goodness, really made things manageable for her through the debt review process. But she mentioned something, and, and maybe we can dive into it a little bit, that phone call that she got from someone while she's already under debt review. How do those kind of scam phone calls work? And what are these empty promises some people are making? Right, it's it's quite quite simple. Now, I, th- I think one 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 of one of the issues is within the debt counseling space is that once once you sort of sign up and you're stuck in the debt counseling process, after after two to three years, a lot of people sort of turn around. Why on earth can't I come out of this? I want to get out of this. I, I want to be able to get a loan, uh, and uh, therefore they become vulnerable to these companies. They'll call you up and say, "Listen, do you want to remove your debt review flag?" And uh, yeah, there are so many companies out there. It's as soon as somebody tells you you want to uh, get your, your debt review flag removed, just be very careful because ninety nine percent of the time there's just get cannot happen. And uh, and there's there's so many people out there, and they'll they'll call you up, they'll make various promises, they'll tell you they have a a string of excellent uh, attorneys that work very hard, and during this time, whilst you pay them, your credit score will improve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And these are blatant lies. And, uh, and I think it's very important that what, what you need to know, the public needs to know, is once once you sign up for being under debt review, you're actually in the actual process itself. Right? Now, and then if you get a court order put in place, then the only way to get removed from debt review is to pay your debt off. There's, there's no other way, right, with the exclusion of your bond. However, if you've come under the debt review process and you don't have a court order in place, then in those instances, as long as you can prove that you can pay your debt uh, back, then uh, a court can declare you no longer over-indebted. So make sure before anybody tells you they can remove your flag from you, if you have a court order in place, the answer is no, you can't have it removed until you pay your debt off. Uh, it's as simple as that. 
And no matter what people promise you, I mean, uh, some people are paying 10,000, 8,000. And what they do, oh, we'll, we'll make it easy for you. Let's split it over three months. So you pay that and we'll only start working on your file. But by that stage, you've lost uh, six to 8,000 rand. And all they're going to come back, oh, we tried and unfortunately we can't help you. And at that stage, you haven't paid, you haven't been paying your debt review payments. So uh, the next thing is the banks terminate your debt review. And then you're in a far worse position. So all of, all of a sudden, and now all the interest that you've saved over the years, uh, you've lost, right? Because the banks revert straight back to what the original default balance was, add all the additional interest, and all of a sudden you'll find that you're in a far worse position. And then you get stuck in the so-called, what we call debt review limbo. Now, just to give you a bit of statistic on that, there are currently about 750-odd thousand people registered as being under debt review. I think that that figure is actually a bit higher now. Uh, but of that, within the, the payment distribution agencies, uh, only 180 to about 210,000 people are actively paying their debt review. So that means that more than half a million people are stuck in this debt review limbo because they've been conned in one way or another by these, by these companies. So it, it is a big problem. Um, I'm passionate about it. I mean, I do what I can to, to stop it. Um, I do liaise with the NCR on a regular basis, uh, highlight, highlight who these companies are. And I think it's, it's, it's a long fight, but it's a fight that we will eventually win. So, yeah, otherwise we need to make some changes to the law, which will allow people to come out of the debt review process faster. I mean, I, th I think that that's probably going to be the best solution. Uh, I have spoken to Benai, and he's, he's the head of Debt Busters. I mean, we both run our own associations. I'm the head of the Casa, and he's the head of his one. So, And we're both in full agreement uh, that things do need to get changed, uh, but that, that has to come from the Department of Trade and Industry. So until they make those changes, we're, we're stuck with what we've currently got. So that's it in a nutshell. So, Rani, those consumers that are in the limbo, uh, as you mentioned, do you think um, they could approach their debt counselors again and the debt counselor can actually go back to the bank and say, look, let's let's work together to get this guy out of debt? Do you think there's an opportunity for that instead of, you know, just falling away from the at the wayside? Yeah, no, there's certainly an opportunity, right? But, you know, where, where the problems, problems lie, it's for, for the banks because, I mean, all the banks, they have their particular debt review department. So if, if an account gets terminated – it gets sent back to the main department. So, and then they have a separate collections channel. So all of a sudden it's fallen out of the debt review space, but there's nothing, nothing stopping, uh, stopping us to continue paying those payments uh, and then trying to negotiate with the, with the other side. It is a bit more cumbersome, but uh, there are ways out. Now, I mean, in some, some instances, uh, people have been under debt, came back, came on a debt review in 2000, let's call it 2015. They lost their job. They just had unsecured debt, and didn't, and just were unable to sort of pay anything. And then, so in those instances, a lot of those accounts, I mean, the accounts become prescribed, which basically means that they don't owe the money any longer. And that's the easiest thing. You go back to your original debt counselor and say, "Listen, I do believe all my debt is prescribed. Uh, can you help me?" All right, and your debt counselor will be able to help you because he'll be able to get the prescription letters and uh, move that forward. So. If anyone just uh, just to let you know what what prescribed debt is, it's basically if if you've had a certain amount of debt and you haven't made a single payment on it for over three years, and no legal judgment has been taken against against you, 
that 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 debt is then becomes prescribed and you no longer owe anything on it and it needs to be updated and removed from the credit bureaus so just be aware of that law because uh, in most instances of banks will not take legal action on a debt that's about five or ten thousand rand uh, it's just not worth their while because they get they have to pay lawyers so for them it's just losing even more money so just bear that in mind especially on your smaller debts and uh, if you're one of those go back to your original debt counselor say listen I believe my debt's prescribed. Can you help me? Right, and they certainly can. And Ryanie, you you seem to know a lot about it because you're a debt counsellor, whereas the average consumer might not know as much as as a debt counsellor does. So, being such a great debt counsellor, if people are interested in kind of having a conversation about their debt, maybe they don't want to commit, but they want to talk about it, or maybe they're looking for some help in a serious way. Uh, how do people get hold of you? Right, it's it's very simple. I mean, uh, you can contact us through Facebook. You can contact us on our, through our sort of web pages, and or you can simply just call us. I mean, uh, uh, we've got various various sort of means. So if, if you can go straight to if you just type in www.debttherapy.co.za, right, uh, it will take you to our website. All right, uh, so or then you just go and straight to Facebook, type in debt therapy, and we'll pop up there. And you can send a message to us directly there. Or alternatively, you can just give us a, a call. And uh, I can give you the numbers if you want. So, I mean, I mean, the number that we use most is 086-11-11863. Right? So that, that's just a basically it's a call share. So you're only going to pay for a local local call So to make that easy for everyone. And we, we pick up the tab on the other end. So, yeah, and then I, I do... Uh, do have another office line which comes directly to to my office here, which is 021-556-4935. Right, where we can sort of look after everyone. Repeat so, both and then, those numbers, please, Rani. All right. So the one number is 086-11-11863. And uh, then the, the direct line is 021-556-4935. That you can contact us on. Or you can simply just uh, send us an email. Uh, it'll be helpdesk at, then it's debt, which is D-E-B-T, and then it's a hyphen, which is the minus sign, therapy, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, dot net. And somebody from my team will contact you. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Um, Zach, do you have uh, any other questions? No, maybe a comment just to say that uh, if you're dealing with debt, uh, you don't need to. You know, talk to a professional, get a professional view. It's like sitting at home with a, an illness that you're not sure what it is, but you have a suspicion. Go to a doctor, find out, have some tests done. Same with the debt counselor. If you're dealing with debt and it's really tricky and you're not quite sure how to solve the situation, yeah, get a hold of someone like debt therapy, give them a call, have a conversation, be honest about your debt situation and find out there's amazing options. There's always options. I think that's the, the interesting thing being a debt counselor. You see that people have way more options than they realize. And yes, Rani, thank you very much for sponsoring this episode of Debt Review with Dummies. Um, you're a friend to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and also from the Degasa side, uh, you know, um, good luck with the upcoming conference. And thank you very much for everything you guys do for Debt Review with Dummies. No, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. So, and uh, just to let everyone know, it's I want one thing I think is so important uh, when when looking for a debt counselor. I mean, I I can only beg and plead with you people to go to Hello Peter, 
type in the, the company's name that you're dealing with, and you'll see the comments made in, in general about about that particular company. Also, beware there are some spam spam sort of uh, fake fake reviews. But if you actually go through a few pages, you, you'll get you get the gist and see if you're actually dealing with a, a proper company or not. So please, I just beg you before you make any any rash decision and sign up, make sure you use the right deck counselor. Right, and a deck counselor, a proper deck counselor, will tell you if it's going to work for you, if it's not going to work for you, because debt review is not for everyone. Right, it's not a, a one cure fits uh, fits all. Uh, and if uh, debt counselor can't help you, there are other ways of getting out of debt. But uh, and with a proper debt counselor, he'll actually be able to guide you in the right direction. So that that's it from my side. Thanks so much. And thank you, Corey. Um, it, it's always good to hear from other deck counselors because we have this perspective. We know how great debt review is, and it's nice to hear uh, you sharing the same thought there, Ryan. Well, Corey, I don't know about you, but I feel a little more smart than when we start the program and a little less dumb. Um, we've, we've, we've had some interesting information today. It's, it's interesting to see the consumer experience things you've got to watch out for and how I can change your life though, um, make things more manageable. I mean, that's really to me, the fact that you, like you said, you can go to sleep at night, you know, things are taken care of, you know what your budget is. It's not a mystery. Um, and you're making progress towards getting out of debt. That's fantastic. And also nice to hear from Ryanie. Uh, he did drop some wisdom on us. So it was great to have him over. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much to our guest. Um, for today's episode thank you to our sponsor Dead Therapy Rani thank you very much Zach thank you for your time thank you to our listeners and we'll see you again on the next episode of Dead Review with Dummies Dummies